Hello, everybody, and welcome to What the Health, a podcast dedicated to helping you navigate your way to better health. I'm Lena Lahire, certified personal trainer, nutrition coach, best-selling author, and psychology student at the University of Calgary. I'll be discussing topics that range from nutrition, fitness, lifestyle, and everything in between so you can feel confident in how to move towards better health physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Thank you so much for joining me. Let's get into our topic for the day. Hello, everybody. Welcome to today's episode. You know, it has been probably, I'm going to say at least two months, if not like more than that, since I have recorded an episode because I've been so busy with school. I decided to get my mandatory statistics classes over with for spring and summer semester. So that is what I have been doing all spring and all summer is statistics. I'm almost done my semesters though, Um, summer semester. So that's quite exciting. I'm happy to get those under my belt and over with. If anyone is listening that has done statistics, you know that it's not necessarily the most exciting thing to do and probably how you envision spending your spring and summer. Although it is actually quite interesting once you get into the statistics and realize what you can do um, with statistics. It is actually pretty exciting, but you know, it's a lot. The spring and summer semesters are condensed to six weeks, so there's just a lot of information. Not only that, in the spring semester, I did a statistics course as well as a biology course to fulfill a science requirement. It was super interesting though. It was a science of food, cooking, and eating. Maybe I could persuade that teacher to come on and talk about the science behind eating. It was really interesting. Long story short, it's been a lot of work. I've taken a break from doing a lot of things social media wise because I needed to really focus my attention on my studies and research shows that the more time we spend online, particularly on social media, the more distracted we are. So I needed to cut all of that out. But now I'm back and ready to talk about something very interesting that I have been researching and that I did my own little research project on in one of my classes. It's right up my alley with what I like to talk about and that is body image. Particularly our body image and our view of our body and dysfunctional behaviors towards our body with the use of viewing fitness content on Instagram. So in my first statistics course, we needed to come up with a research question or a research idea to run an experiment. And I'm very passionate about fitness and nutrition and our mental health and kind of marrying all three of those worlds together because I think that they're already a part of each other and they're already connected. And so my research question was looking at following fitness on following fitness content on Instagram and 
the prevalence of disordered eating behaviors. So I wanted to know, does following fitness content on Instagram specifically lead to disordered eating behaviors? First things first, when you have a research question is you need to look at past literature and see what other studies have shown. So that's exactly what I did. And to be honest, there wasn't that many studies published. Now, I know Instagram is a fairly new-ish platform, but it's not so new that studies couldn't have come out looking at these um, correlations or relationships. But more so what I found when I dug into the peer-reviewed journals was more about um, body image in general and fashion and looking at idealized images and what it does for our own body image and did find some correlations. But when it came to following fitness content specifically, there really wasn't that much. And so that's really exciting to me because I found a gap in the literature that needs to be filled, that needs more research done on it. You know, if you have a research question looking at a specific area of your interest, but it's been researched to death, well, you could always extend upon those different uh, journals or experiments, but something that's been researched over and over and over again, there is already a lot of answers. There's not a whole lot of gaps that need to be filled. So there's not really any point. Like if you have a question that's already been answered, there's not a whole lot of point to continue on with that unless you find an extension upon a certain experiment that you find. But this was different because I found a gap in the literature. I could not find more than probably about 10 journals specifically talking about fitness content. And 10 journals out of the world of journals is is, is nothing. So it was so exciting because I really want to help not just women, but everyone understand the associations between what goes into our body and how we view ourselves. So what we're seeing and what we're viewing and what we're consuming and how that really does affect us on a psychological level. So let's first go through some of the results from these different journals that I found. And then I'll tell you the results that I found with a small study that I conducted in class looking at following fitness content on Instagram and disordered eating. This first study is from the Journal of Eating Disorders. And what Alberja Attel looked at was fitspiration and thinspiration posts across three different social networking sites, Instagram, Tumblr, and Twitter. And they found that although fitness posts, fitspiration posts, sorry, were less extreme than thinspiration posts on the whole, notable similarities in their content support that fitspiration endorses problematic attitudes towards fitness, body image, and restrictive eating in pursuit of a fit and thin body ideal. The next journal was from Eating and Weight Disorders, and this looked at 
the link between Instagram use and increased symptoms of orthorexia nervosa, which is the obsession with being healthy and eating healthy. And they found that higher Instagram use was associated with a greater tendency towards orthorexia nervosa with no other social media channel having this effect. Another study published in Psychology of Popular Media Culture explored the relationship between frequency of Instagram use, exposure to idealized images, and, and the psychological well-being in women. And the results show that the frequency of Instagram use is correlated with depressive symptoms, self-esteem, general and physical appearance anxiety, and body dissatisfaction, and that the relationship between Instagram use and each of these variables is mediated by social comparison orientation. So when we compare ourselves to one another. So these are just three of the journals that I found looking at the relationship between our psychological well-being and the use of Instagram with um, regard to fitness content more specifically. So that was really interesting. You know, I, I, like I said, I didn't find that many journals looking at fitspiration or fitness content and disordered eating behaviors, but there is a lot of evidence to support that it's similar. The results are similar to when we view any kind of idealized body image, whether that be from a fashion magazine or a fitness magazine, we have this tendency through social comparison to compare ourselves to what we're seeing. And often when we don't feel good about ourselves, we'll make this upward social comparison where someone is better than us. And when we're comparing ourselves against someone else's body, especially in a platform like Instagram where it is a highlight reel. We don't know what the person actually looks like because you can put filters on your pictures and you know take pictures at specific angles and different lighting and all of this makes a huge difference to what the picture actually looks like. So then we end up comparing our body to this idealized image that we're seeing and we always come up short. So I conducted a study that consisted of a couple online surveys. Um, one assessed the amount of fitness content that participants followed on Instagram and one assessed disordered eating behaviors. And they were both rated on a five point Likert, Likert scale. So different questions that people had to fill out. And the results that I found was the more fitness content people followed on Instagram, the higher their levels of distorted eating behaviors were. And I had a p-value of less than 0.05, which is significant. So it's really cool when you're conducting research and you find a significant outcome because it means your experiment showed the results that you thought it would. Um, but like I said, there's a huge gap in the literature. Now, this was a small study and there was only 31 participants, which isn't too bad, but the online surveys weren't that 
that big. There wasn't that many questions because it was just a part of an assignment that I did, but I did find a positive correlation. However, correlation doesn't equal causation. There's other things that we need to factor in, but it does suggest that it's an interesting finding that needs to be looked at in further detail. So who knows, perhaps this will be my big research idea for a thesis moving forward in my degree. Um, I'm hoping to do honors and write an honors thesis and then do masters. So really something quite interesting to think about. And it's made me really reflect on what's going on right now in the light of COVID and at-home workouts and being on social media more so than ever for multiple reasons. A, because we have all of this time and not much else to do. So it's easy to find yourself on social media kind of thumb crunching your way through people's profiles, you know, clicking on different profiles here and there. And all of a sudden you go down this rabbit hole where you're, you're looking at absolute complete strangers profiles and judging yourself against them. And then, you know, be with this narrative that we need to do something to fill our time and now's the time to exercise and do all of these things and I agree now is the time to exercise like if we want to keep our bodies as healthy as we possibly can we need to exercise but we also need to make sure we're sleeping and making sure we're eating right and making sure we're managing stress in whatever way that looks like for you so exercise is one component But when we start to focus a lot on exercise, we can go down these rabbit holes on Instagram where we're looking at people's profiles who are endorsing exercises or I don't know, they're influencers, fitness influencers, hashtag fitspiration. And we can think like, oh, I want to look like that or I need to look like that and we start comparing ourselves to these people and we don't even know them first of all and we don't even know their history or how healthy they really are. The other thing we need to ask when we're looking at these profiles is is this person credible? Just because they're showing a workout that they're doing are they are they certified to teach other people how to work out? Like, are they personal trainers? Do they have the qualifications to, you know, give generalized plans to people? Side note, there is no such thing as a generalized plan. If you ever hear someone saying that, you should run for the hills because everyone is so different. That's a big red flag. So when someone's posting their workout and saying, try this, You need to be careful that that workout is even okay for you to do and safe for you to do. You know, nine times out of 10, will it be fine? Probably, but you don't know. That's not not the biggest point though, whether you should do that workout or not. It's what, what is the message behind their content? So if they're posting like strict workouts and there's some amazing influencers I'll call them or fitness enthusiasts on Instagram I'm not sure if they're personal trainers there are a lot of amazing personal trainers that do post workouts 
but there's a lot of um, influencers that post their workouts, but they're thoughtful and like they're giving corrections and proper form. That's really, really great. Like that's great content, I think. But if the underlying message is always like, here's me in, you know, my really revealing clothing with my jacked body, the emphasis is on how the body appears more than the fitness content or the exercise, then there's going to be a problem if that's what you're consuming all the time because underlying that fitness, quote unquote, fitness message is all about body and appearance and that's when we start to compare and judge ourselves. So following fitness content on Instagram it can be a slippery slope, especially for people who aren't at peace with their body already, or if someone's suffering from an eating disorder or has body image issues, these accounts could potentially have a lot of negative consequences when you follow them. So I would strongly caution you from following too many of these fitness accounts on Instagram if you struggle with your body image, if you struggle with an eating disorder or have disordered eating behaviors, or you even struggle with things like anxiety. You know, when we're online and looking at other people's lives, it can make us anxious about our own life as well. It would be helpful to have a mixture and a variety of accounts that you follow not just fitness and not just nutrition, but maybe like throw some travel accounts in there or some like DIY accounts or some dance accounts or, you know, like whatever, whatever it is that you like or you could find some balance with. So it's not just like fitness, body, food, fashion, fitness, body, food, fashion, and that's all you see all day. And if you can't manage that anxiety that comes up or the psychological well-being that is decreased from being on Instagram, then maybe it would be beneficial for you to take a step back altogether. And I know that that can be really hard because we're stuck inside most of the day. A lot of people aren't back at work yet. A lot of people have lost their jobs. People are not going out as much in general. And so it's easy to find ourselves on social media, but it's important that we find other things to do and focus on what being healthy really looks like and really entails and not be persuaded and kind of swept away by this romantic notion of what fitness could look like or should look like because we're looking at all of these idealized images on Instagram. There is a study published in the Journal of Body Image that looked at the use of the hashtag fitspo or hashtag love yourself and the impact of fitspiration and self-compassion Instagram images on women's body image, self-compassion, and mood. And so they looked at 
they randomly assigned women to either view Instagram images of inspiration, self-compassion quotes, a combination of both, or appearance neutral images. So the results showed that there was no differences between viewing Fitspiration images compared to viewing the neutral images. So just bodies in general, except for poor self-compassion among those who viewed the Fitspiration images. So, so people that viewed more fitness images had lower self-compassion. However, the women who viewed self-compassion quotes showed greater body satisfaction, body appreciation, self-compassion, and reduced negative mood compared to women who viewed the neutral images. Further, viewing a combination of fitspiration images and self-compassion quotes led to positive outcomes compared to viewing only the fitspiration images. So these findings suggest that self-compassion might offer a novel avenue for attenuating the negative impact of social media on women's body satisfaction. I absolutely loved finding that study because it shows us that one of the ways we combat a poor body image is self-compassion. And self-compassion is so important to our emotional well-being. We're so hard on ourselves. We're so hard on one another that self-compassion is really needed to overcome a lot of the issues that we face when it comes to our body. If we can look at ourselves through the lens of self-compassion, rather than judging ourselves all the time so harshly against all of these unrealistic standards and ideals, not just with our body, but with many different areas, we could be so much happier and better off and overcome some of these issues that we face. So this kind of goes back to what I was just saying previously about having a variety of accounts that you follow on Instagram You know, if you search the hashtag self-compassion or body positivity or um, love yourself or, you know, all of these different hashtags, you could find tons of accounts that have self-compassionate quotes on it. And maybe that's how you balance out looking at the fitness content if it's causing you issues. So you you look at some body positive content if you find yourself looking at fitness content. You know, the body positive content too can still be fraught with some issues because it's still body focused. And I think more so than ever, we need to just get away from focusing on our body. Like not everything has to be about our body. Sometimes... Sometimes people don't want to look in the mirror and tell themselves that they love their body. They just don't want to think about their body. Like, and I think that should be okay too, because the more we focus on something, the more apparent it becomes and the more it starts to dominate our lives. So whether it's body positivity or body negativity, it's still body focused and there's so much more to life than just focusing on our body. So, you know, as we go through COVID and who knows how long this will last, 
But we need to make sure that we're focused on what it really means to be healthy. And exercise is one of those components and so important. Like exercise, if you want to talk about immune health, like exercise is one of the components to keep our immune system healthy. So, you know, when we're going through pandemics of of viruses and lifestyle related diseases, like we still have a pandemic of obesity and heart disease, you know, exercise is plays a vital role in combating those things, not a safeguard, but definitely plays a vital role. We need to be incorporating exercise into our life. That doesn't mean we need to be unrealistic or follow all of these um, quote unquote influencers on social media, believing that that's the only way to fitness. I don't think that a lot of these people are ill-intentioned at all. I think the intention is really good, but there's an underlying message. If someone's posting a workout, but then like three posts of mirror selfies, um, you know, focusing on you know, suggestive body poses, and that's more so what their account is about, I would question how much fitness they're really endorsing or are they just endorsing what their body looks like and and seeking validation, which again is fine. But if looking at those things, at those accounts makes you feel bad about your body, which the research that's emerging suggests that it does and it will, then maybe you need to unfollow those people and not view that content anymore. You know, research is going to keep coming out with this because mental health issues are definitely on the rise with um, lockdown and quarantine. You know, body image issues have always been there. They're definitely not going away anytime soon. And the more time we spend on social media looking at these accounts that pretend to be, you know, endorsing health, I don't know, the more we're going to see these body image issues coming up. So safeguard yourself, safeguard your heart and your mind and your soul, and really focus on the things that bring you satisfaction, emotional well-being, and physical health as well. There's a lot to be said for just getting out and going for a good like 20-30 minute walk. If you did that every day, and you know there's lots of different online videos, if you're not back at the gym or don't feel comfortable going to the gym, there's lots of online videos. Pop Sugar Fitness is an amazing, amazing resource for uh, workouts. I mean, like hundreds of videos of all different types, strength, bar, Pilates, dance, hit, uh, yoga. Like there's so many resources that you can find online that doesn't involve looking at, at someone's Instagram account for, you know, some workout tips. So I would make sure that you are creating healthy boundaries with social media, specifically Instagram, and specifically following fitness content. 
That wraps up today's episode. I hope that you enjoyed the content. Thank you guys so much for listening. I have some amazing guests that are planning on coming on in the next few weeks. So make sure to stay tuned for that. Have a good day. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for tuning into today's podcast. I hope you enjoyed our discussion and gained better insight into how you can be the healthiest version of yourself that you can be. Don't forget to subscribe to my channel on iTunes and please leave me a review so we can get this message of better health out there. Have a great day and remember, you are powerful over your health.